Welcome to the Mile High Podcast. We're your guides through sordid tales of movies, music, and pop culture. Our show is best experienced under the influence of cannabis, so now's your cue to light up. Now remember, drugs are dangerous. Please use responsibly, but do subscribe. And now your hosts, James Thomas and David Hawk. I'm hearing voices in my head. I'm losing people. Sorry, no, that was my phone. I was trying to share it. I'm sorry. You know, I'm not <laughs> bad with technology. Yeah, technology is a son of a bitch. Uh, we appreciate yeah. the support. <laughs> just make sure you restart it. That's what the uh, that's what the old IT folks say. Just restart it. Everything's fine after that. All right. Um, you know what? This is what I was just saying the other day. You know what? Like back in my day, you put the game in the machine, aka the Nintendo, and you press start, and you were playing that game. Okay. But nowadays, PlayStation. I got a four. I don't. I'm not even fancy enough to have a five. I got a four. And let me tell you about PlayStation. You put the game in. Oh, it's got to load. It's got to download. It's got to do this for like two hours or overnight, depending on what the hell's going on. You know what I mean? So yeah, technology sucks. It really does. But it also has brought us all closer together. Look at this. We have people in... Uh, Illinois, we have folks up in Commerce City. We have, you know, Mel is fucking beaching it in uh, Papua New Guinea. So, <laughs> yeah, technology is bringing us together. So it's helped produce a, a better show for us. Uh, once again, welcome to the Mile High Podcast. We have already gone off the rails. We've only been on for like two minutes, and we're completely off the fucking rails. So. A record. We're, yeah, it, it is a record. I mean, it was like right out the bat, off off the rails, but. We're, we're going to try to get back on. Uh, tonight, we're talking about our favorite comedies. We are wrapping up our month of comedy. Uh, you know, it's been so fun this month. We've had uh, some comedy specials. And that's how we met Nicole, um, who we have fallen in love with. Uh, we just, I just happened upon her name in a, a post here. Uh, she was coming out to do a, a stand-up gig in Denver, and uh, she was so nice to come on with us, and I just knew she had to be on because uh, we really enjoyed having you on. So uh, welcome back to the show, Nicole. It's good to be back. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Um, and uh, this next guest uh, needs really no introduction, but I do want to say that he has texted me over and over again, like, are you mad at me? Why am I not on the show? <laughs> you know, what did I do to you? Like, is this personal? Like, do I suck? I'm like, no, man, we just need to find a, a good topic for you. And I think tonight, talking about our comedies, uh, you have an infectious smile and an infectious laugh. So uh, welcome back to the show, Chef David Bondarchuk. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me. And um, that me really sound desperate. How dare you? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. <laughs> the truth hurts, man. I'm and no, we love you. We love you. We just needed to find the right uh, topic for you. You're always welcome on. So, um, and then my co-host tonight is coming to us all the way from the beaches of Fiji. Melody, how are you? And how's the weather out there? It's fantastic where I'm at. It's, you know, I don't know so much physically, mentally. It's just fantastic. Thanks for asking. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, I love like a nude beach out there. <laughs> it is not. I'm actually dressed. I'm fully dressed. It's just strapless and I didn't, I didn't think about it. And I kind of messed with the camera a little bit earlier, but it was not getting better. So I figured I'm just going to have to go with people who are going to know that I'm not going to show, it, so show it, naked. Her bun keeps on disappearing into the back screen and it's the best thing ever. 
Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome. no, I love it. I can see it. Sometimes I can't. These things are the best. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I did not think this one out at all. It's just, it was a great day and we, um, you know, had yard work to do and everything. So I just went with like, cool. So. What kind but, of yard work do you have down there in Fiji? Um, it's a lot of, um, I, I don't even know how to make something up because that's how little yard work I do. <laughs> Funny. I don't know. I'm along. <laughs> uh, so uh, we always like to start the show just kind of catching up, especially since it's been a little while since we've had uh, one of these Mile High podcasts. And especially we haven't seen David in a little bit. We haven't seen Mel in a little bit. Um, so uh, I just want to kind of get up and get, you know see what's going on. Uh, David, what you been up to, brother? Well, um, I'm like so happy like things are starting to open up. I'm getting more and more calls for my catering. Um, I'm the owner of Scratch Catering Services. And um, during the pandemic, we launched a food truck called The Remix, where I took recipes for catering, my TV shows, and my cookbook, and I remixed that, those into, into street food. So the dishes that made me most popular, I put a, you know, gangster twist on it. So I, um, summer's in full swing. We're doing the food truck, rocking that. Uh, me and Dave, are we allowed to talk about yeah, this? Yeah, go for it. Me and Dave, um, uh, we have collaborated together and we will be doing, you know, a pop-up of Dave's own menu. And I'll let him tell you what it is because oh, I think it's so badass. Yeah. Um, you know, I love just kind of uh, uh, taking risks and, you know, trying to do stuff that I really enjoy doing. And I love cooking. I'm not nearly the the level that Dave is there, but uh, I love to cook and I've always wanted to try a food truck. So David just happened to have a food truck. And I said, Hey brother, can I just like do a, like a couple hour pop-up truck? Uh, we're doing quesadillas because quesadillas are like a blank slate. So you can like fucking throw meatloaf, meatballs, chicken, you know, you can throw anything on a quesadilla and make it awesome. And so uh, him and I have been working on a real cool menu and I think it worked out pretty good. I, I look for it sometime uh, I think in July, we haven't like really nailed it down, but it's going to coincide. My cousin, Amanda, who's been on the show, um, she is doing a lot of performances this summer. So we're looking to see if uh, we can kind of coincide the, the food truck with one of her performances. So let's take a look. Uh, keep an eye out for that. I'll be posting shit all over. Uh, we're going to do a live remote from uh, from the food truck and everything. So just keep an eye out on that. Um, what else? David, you said you're also doing something else. You have another venture because you're not busy enough as it is. <laughs> no. So um, I'm known for my baking. That was the Food Network um, show, the Holiday Baking Championship. It really kind of put me on the map originally. And I always able to um, make my delicious baked goods, but then maybe with a little bit of enhancement. So I'm launching my own edible line um, and I am um, very excited about it because a lot of times you eat an edible and it's like not good. And I want to make edibles that are like delicious, but then give you a little kick in a bit. You know what I'm saying? So um, that is what we're doing. So not only are you doing that, but Nicole, I think you're, dabbing into uh medibles yourself so what have you been up to 
I am. I love making edibles, but unfortunately, Illinois isn't um, isn't cool yet with a lot of stuff yet. So I have to say these are not for sale or trade. <laughs> but oh. if you ever, I make, I love. I have a summertime thing going on. I just made this lemonade cookie with uh, candy, uh, candied lemon zest on top of it. Super fucking amazing. Um, I actually was never much of a baker. Um, I always like to cook, but baking cakes, cookies, always fucked them up until the pandemic hit. And so I was stuck in the house and decided to try. And uh, I just stole my boyfriend's KitchenAid mixer and I used it for the first time. Never used one. Always did everything by hand. <laughs> Oh my gosh, she's criminal. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I've just been uh, going through a midlife crisis, still unemployed, but producing comedy shows in the Alton, St. Louis area. And that's been very fun. What's the, uh, you got some shows coming on, up, don't you? Yeah, I got one coming up on June 4th, um, a Good Weather Gallery. Um, my friend Brooke actually owns that gallery, and it's one of the, I don't know, I just love her view of art. And um, the pandemic, uh, that's all right. Got cotton mouth like a motherfucker right now. <laughs> I'm right there with you. <laughs> the pandemic hit, uh, hit you know everyone really hard in the art scene, and she's a relatively new gallery. Um, so we're gonna be doing a 50-50 raffle for them and some amazing comics, Will O'Donnell and Corey Stewart and Teal Pierce. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a lot of fun. And then I have one coming up on June 26th, also at the conservatory, and that one's gonna be spoken word poetry plus comedy so it's like a night of bipolar emotional roller coaster fun <laughs> wow that sounds, sounds awesome interesting and fun and educational <laughs> a little terrifying <laughs> that, a little bit of that too uh what you up to mel what you been up to i'm just uh busting my ass trying to finish school i graduate at the end of the summer so um and then i need to work on my master's program plans. So anyways, that's one thing. But um, you know, on the, on the Mountain Shore side, I have opened up my vinyl um, <clears throat> collection for sale. It's Mountain Shore Full Circle. And um, I've been testing like lots of really cool old like 45s and 78s. Some of these are like 100 years old. Um, some of them you have, like I have to have a special player. So I've really just been learning a lot about music. And I remember at one point I was going to do a show before a pandemic and starting school. So, um, you know, be on the lookout. I don't know. It sounded like she had something nice to say and I can't remember what she said. I couldn't hear what she said. Me? Yeah, I, either you're pausing or like I'm cutting out. So I, I'm sure you oh. had something very important to say. And I just well, missed it. Well, that sucks, man. I was doing a lot. Man. <laughs> I was being very productive. Yeah, I, I couldn't hear her either. Okay, I'm glad it's not just me. So oh, I heard her. Ah, okay. Uh, Is know. it better Sorry. now? Maybe I just need to yell. You should just yell the, the rest of the time. Okay. You should do a full on Sam Kinison, just yell the whole time. Just All scream right. it. Oh my god! Yes. Yeah. No, I, I've been checking out a lot of old records, and so I, I'm gonna put some little clips of interesting videos, you know, videos about different things that I found out about music. In particular, I've got a lot of um, 45s that I'm going through for this through the 60s and 70s. Some is very, very beatnik, and like there's like little codes for different drug references and stuff. And I just thought it'd be fun to share some of those. So I'll be making some short clips about that probably in the next week or two. That sounds amazing. Um, 
so we ha- we're having a little technical difficulties getting on to Facebook. Uh, so um, I'm just going to kind of run through our outline while I try to fix this up. Um, what we, uh, you know, next thing that we always talk about here on the Mile High Podcast is we're talking about, um, you know, what have we been watching? And I know, you, you know, we're all real busy, but I know we have time to watch some stuff. So uh, I want to start off with you, Nicole. What have you been watching? Actually, last night I uh, finished Done, or Undone, sorry, on Netflix, or not not Netflix, Prime. So I've been, I'm unemployed now, I've been watching a lot of TV. I got Hulu, Netflix, Prime going on. Um, Undone, though, it's actually, it's rotoscoping, um, which I had never really heard of, but it's like, they animate live action stuff, and it is just, it's a really trippy, amazing series um i think the second one's coming out soon but it's about this girl who uh pretty much like opens up this whole world and how time is not you know a straight line and her dead dad but it's a comedy too so it's 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 hilarious like i ended up laughing it's deep and there's sadness but i love the mix of um you know the sad and the happy that's awesome um and what uh, platform was that on Prime, Amazon Prime, undone. Undone, nice. Uh, what about you, Mr. David? What you been watching? Um, I had been, I had started, like, I watched like more, like, <laughs> like I don't know, like more commercial shows. I guess I, I started watching the new Law and Order with uh, Chris Mahoney's back. It's called Organized Crime, and I've been really enjoying that. But I think this season's over, um, and I'm watching the handmaid's tale season four um and uh i mean that show's always intense you know so i have not seen one episode really yeah you have to it's so good it is amazing dave all right well once i get through all the other stuff i've been watching then i will get there um what about you mel what are you watching these days besides textbooks and yeah, no, I actually, I've been watching a lot of, like, strangely enough murder documentaries, so I watched the Paradise Lost series, like, all three of them, I marathoned them one time when I was reading, and, uh, can you guys hear me this time? Yeah, yeah, you, you sound perfect. Okay, great, sorry. Paradise Lost, I watched all three of them, I don't know if people are familiar, and it was these three teenage boys who were accused of brutally murdering three younger boys, um, I think they were in, I want to say, Iowa or Illinois, some kind of like Midwestern. I did hear about that. Yeah. Yeah. And really they were picked because they were dressed in all black. They listened to Metallica. It was Mm. the nineties. It was the, you know, satanic panic era. Um, And there's a lot of really interesting information. Um, You know, HBO decided to do a documentary as they were being tried real time. And that documentary got so much attention that they, um, they actually used it as evidence in an appeal. And then that came, became a documentary, which, um, you know, they again brought up during another appeal process. And I won't spoil the end, but like it ended up being three different documentaries on these three different appeals. And I like at the end, it's just, it's a fascinating story of, you know, bias really. So I, um, it's a long one, though. I, I didn't understand. I thought it was a series, but it's three separate movies. <laughs> yeah. So is this like a true story? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I have to um, warn you, it's very graphic. They do not hold back details. They show photographs. These kids are mutilated in really disgusting ways. So if you're squeamish, look away or don't watch it. Just read about it. Um, like, it was really bad. But, uh, you know, I, I also had to imagine how bad it would be to be accused of something like that just because of how you dress, you know. So this um, was Paradise Lost? Yes. And it's on HBO. It's crazy back then, like, even, like, custody cases, parents would use the satanic stuff and the satanic panic thing like, against each other, and, like, yeah. grandparents trying to get kids taken away, like, craziness, and, like, it's so suggestive, too, like, kids really are suge- suggestive to that thing, so when people talk to them about that, especially young kids, they actually think they saw something, or... Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and and so there is some of that one kid, he really... He, he connected with Wicca and obviously back then that wasn't understood to be separate from satanic rituals and so um, you know that really persecuted him and it kind of reminded me of making a murderer in some ways they you know they took advantage of kids being alone in police stations and stuff it was disturbing and you know you feel bad for the families who don't know who did it too and yeah. everyone involved so good series I highly recommend it you need a strong stomach for sure. Um, I, this is very similar to like the Richard Ramirez, uh, who's like amongst my favorite serial killers. Um, he, uh, that series on Netflix was very, very graphic. And they were... Uh, they don't hold back. Yeah, they don't hold back. Yeah, for sure. I think, which is weird because like, you know, when we were growing up, true crime had like recreations of crime. Now it's just like, oh, you like serial killers? Let me show you everything. Let me show you all the blood and fucking guts and shit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and people just, people love it. I mean, like, being a, a fan of serial killers this is like the golden age of being a fan of serial killers. Um, so that, that's my two cents on that. But, you know, I mean, like, this Richard Ramirez one was pretty bloody. Um, I can't remember. There was another documentary on this recently that was also super bloody uh like the gainesville there's one about the gainesville ripper who was yeah. like a fan a, a serial killer fanboy and he just wanted to up uh up the blood and gore from his uh idols like ted bundy and shit and so that was pretty fucking gory yeah you know the other one i watched real quick was um i love you now die and that is about um i had oh to look up her name it's a document what, no, you guys will know the story title. It's a great, it's a great title for what it is. Um, it's, it's the story of the, the teenager who was texting her boyfriend or a, a boy he, she was uh, close with yeah. and he in his car trying to kill himself and she convinced him to get back in when he got out. And it's about her entire court trial. And I won't, I, I, I just know that case. I remember that case. Yes. Or a documentary about it. Oh. They did. I think that one might be on Netflix or HBO. I'm sorry, but. I that love you now die. Too. Yes. I love you now die. Um, the girl's name was Michelle Carter. And it, that was a good one too. I don't know what happened, why I'm on this serial killer kick. Um, I'm usually all about like Bob's burgers and, but just lately, I don't know. It's interesting. Same. I've been watching a lot of like law and order SVU and mm-hmm. also like just crime stuff about murders and listening to like uh, my favorite serial killer podcast and then the uh, serial killer just I'll be everywhere my kids are just like talking to me they're like mom what are you listening right yeah <laughs> sorry I got caught up in it 
it's like it's there was this TikTok where everybody was laughing about their girlfriends being squeamish at horror movies, and it, it's like them on a girls' night at home at Thursday on a Thursday, and they're drinking wine and eating chips, and this guy's just graphically discussing discussing this guy being cut apart piece by piece, and they're just <laughs> eating. And I was like, oh, that sounds like fun. I'm gonna try that. It's <laughs> funny. Um. I the thing I've been watching I've been watching a, a bunch of shows that uh, I've heard good things about and uh, I just never had time from but all of a sudden I've had a bunch of time. Um, the first one is Servant. It's a, uh, a real spooky show from M Night Shyamalan and that is on Apple. Um, it's really good. It's hard to explain what it is because it it the. I have no idea how to explain this show. And it's, you know, I'm trying to convince people to watch it. Um, and I heard about it from Stephen King and Stephen King uh, is my idol. And he's like, you should definitely watch this show. It's very creepy. Uh, and it lived up to it. It's a very creepy show for sure. So uh, there's two seasons of it and it has Rupert Grint from Harry Potter doing an American accent, sort of like he fluctuates from american accent back to his british accent and uh but he plays a real good asshole so he's uh he's a real good part of that show so servant um but last night i watched army of the dead which is the new Zack snyder uh show or a move zombie movie that just came out on netflix and uh has dave bautista in it and um, the premise is that uh, a zombie outbreak occurred in las vegas the government walled off las vegas um, but some billionaire convinces Dave Bautista to get a group of people together to go steal a bunch of money. Kind of, it's like Ocean's Eleven meets uh, The Walking Dead. Um, it's gratuitously violent and bloody, uh, and it was uh, way better than the Justice League movie that he put out. So uh, I definitely recommend Army of the Dead on Netflix. Uh, that's, a, that's just like two of the things I've been watching. I've been watching a lot of shit. Uh, For All Mankind on Apple also is great. It's a show about what were to what would happen if the soviets reached the moon before nasa did uh and how it would have fundamentally changed the world so that is, those are the things that i'm recommending for you and uh we are the mile high podcast and even though we are you know some of us are out of the country some of us are in another state what we what brings us together is our love of weed um and so this is where we go around and just give some love to the the local vendors and uh, try to get some business out their way um so uh, mel what are you smoking tonight Tonight, I'm smoking it's a um it's an oldie but goodie for me it's blueberry headband you know it doesn't test particularly high it's just a low-grade sativa um it's good for when you're tired but you you know you're still kind of and you've got shit to do so you can't go to sleep it's that kind of smoke so cheers to live well on tower and green valley ranch it's become my favorite like quick stop nice uh what about you nicole what's going on? what you got going on over there in illinois I think I'm smoking the same stuff I was last time, which is that peach pie. It's, it's very good. I like it. But when I was in Denver a few weeks ago, though, I had these really good dabs. So I don't have a dab rig, and I'm actually trying to like work my way up to that because I've never really fucked with a lot of waxes. Oh, yeah. This motherfucker is like eighty bucks. I got hoodwinked by some uh, dude at a head shop. He's like. I told him, like, hey, dude, like, I'm never going to do dabs again. Like, I just need something for the night. And he's like, here, $90 later, here's a bunch of shit and a fucking crack torch uh, to light it all up. So uh, you can have That's mine. If you come to Denver, I'll give you mine. Those dab straws that are, like, really cheap. And then, like, one of those little alien little, like, 
mini torches that you can buy for three bucks at Dollar General. <laughs> like I gotta, I'm, I'm broke. I gotta keep it down. But no, I try. I can't remember the strain what it was, but it was really good. It was the dispensary, the only one that actually has like I think the grow house in it. I can't remember what that one's called. But uh, yeah, that shit was that was shit was really good. But I have some left over. Actually, I was really really impressed. I snuck stuff back with me on the plane, and I was so scared. I <laughs> yeah I. I can imagine. Um, David, are you uh, you're doing the edibles? I'm assuming tonight. So, what are you doing? Yeah. So those um, W Y L D gummies. Do you know what I'm talking about? They remind me of like French pot de free. I don't know if you've ever had that like French candy, um, but they're so good. Um, they are running a special, and they were doing it all month, but they're doing it through the end of the month. Um, native roots on um, my 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 favorite pot shop they're doing um buy three get one free so like i went and got like a three month hookup this month because i love these so much and like i don't smoke or do anything else so you know that's what i love and they're on special this month yes it was just like it was like christmas <laughs> that's awesome um Nope. Didn't I text you, Dave? I don't, what, about what? I don't know. Like earlier in the month, and I was like, they're oh, doing yeah. a special and like save money. You're like, hell yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. You, those are, that was a good deal, man. That was definitely a, a good deal. Um, and they're still doing it. I can't believe it. I just went there today. I made it really considered a deal. I got a batch. Oh, wait a minute, Mel. Yo, have you been back to Lions? Yes. Oh, my God. I want to get back there and get some more of those CBD gummies. Yes, I, I I have like a couple left. They're like hidden in a stash because you know, you never know. But I, I mean, I smoke a lot more than I do edibles. So, but those are always great for a good a good afternoon out. You know, when you can't be smoking and smelling like it. Right. I love them. Every time I drive by that shop, I grab some, even if we're not out. Oh my gosh! I I like made a loop, and it was like three hours from my house and back. But I I mean, I'm, it's kind of worth it. Yeah, and it's a pretty drive, especially yeah. this time of year. Right. Yeah. That guy was super cool. Dave, did you call that guy? Dude, yeah. I tried to get him, and uh, he never responded to me, so. Oh, my God. That guy. I know, man. Well, next time we drive by, I will. Yes, please. Park. I am not if good If you're watching, with call us. We love you. you know? Right. He, he told us about some very interesting upcoming products and, you know, I can't speak on it yet. I'm not at liberty to say. So, you know, when those come out, I'd love to promote them, but, um, you know, we need to hear from you. Right. He's Answer cool my fucking too, email. Dude. How hard is that? For I'm Christ shocked. Sake. Didn't I, I'll just call him. Didn't I text you his photo of his card? Yeah, yes. And it had his email on it. So, and yeah, oh. I tried. I, I did my dil- due diligence and uh, it just, he hasn't called back yet, but that's okay. That's okay. We're not here for the, the How problem. dare you, lions? <laughs> I'll never come to you again. You No, I like there. their gummies. I'm not, I'm, I can't go that. I'm not going to go full on Karen. Right. Okay? Oh, you should. Oh, you No. <laughs> yes. If anybody ever said that to me, Dave, like, oh, I'm never coming here again. I'm like, oh, promise? Right. I mean, really? Yeah, fair enough. Who wants to deal with this on the daily? 
Yeah. You know, yeah. It happens seriously. Yeah. You never know what's going on. He'll, you know, but we'll try again. Yes, I'd love to have him on and, and talk about his products because I think he has a, a really he's a good interest and passion in the actual quality of the product and the story behind the product. So, oh, he's amazing. Yeah, but let's go there. Tell him call. Okay. Yeah, no, I need to go there. All right. Well, what's funny is that on our last uh, episode of. Uh, the Ask the Expert, we had a guest named Harrison Zukas on, who's a, a pretty, he's kind of a big deal in the Colorado marijuana scene. And he was talking about the, that guy's sous vide, um, his sous vide edibles. And that, that's like a really popular thing now. And he, he said nothing but good stuff about it. So I'm excited to try it eventually. Um, I just got to you know, get there. Yeah. Um, speaking of Harrison Zukas, um he works for this place called uh clarity gardens and they are amongst the the best weed growers here in colorado and he's like the guy who um who like established the the growing procedures and all that shit um so he's kind of a big deal like i said um he grew this stuff called space cake for lova canico and um I it's been out everywhere. Like I can't find this shit anywhere, but I went down to go see our friend Courtney down at the Arapaho location. And they fucking had this shit called space cake from clarity gardens. Um, I'm about two puffs in and I'm already feeling like my fingers are all numb and shit. So you can tell it's been some good stuff. So uh, definitely, you know, go to Lova on Arapaho road. Um, It's really fucking difficult to get there. So if you're hoofing it, that's probably the best way to go. Or you have one of those little scooters. Yeah, but it's definitely worth it. The weed is definitely worth it. So uh, tonight we're talking about our comedies. Uh, Like I said, we're wrapping up our month of comedies, our month of comedy. And, um, you know, we had this episode with the old version of the Mile High podcast where it was me, Mel, James, and I think Chris um, sitting around a table getting blazed up in one of their spare bedrooms. And uh, I think we've come a long way and we have, you know, a comedian, literally a comedian who has joined us and, you know, who better to know comedy than a comedian. And uh, I know David just loves to laugh and I know he loves funny movies and I needed to find a good topic for him to join us. And so um, let's just, let's talk some comedy movies. Let's, we're going to talk about our favorite comedies. Uh, I have a really cool video I put together that I want to play. And then at the end, we're going to um, have play a little game at the end. I stole from James cause uh uh, you know, half this company's mine anyway, so half that game is mine. So, there you go. There you go. Um, well, there you have it. That you know, it's all it's all fair and love and war. So, what kind of talk? First of all, the question I want to ask first, you know, what what kind of comedies are your favorite types of comedies? There's so many different different genres. There's horror comedies. There's coming of age tales. There's romantic comedies um nicole why don't you tell me what what kind of uh comedy is your favorite kind of comedy i i really love horror comedy like Shaun of the dead kind of stuff mm. um but i also i'm a sucker for romantic comedies i am um and also like old obscure ones like i don't know just weird ones like one of my favorite comedy movies which i saw when i maybe it's nostalgic because i saw it when i was like 10 but it's a uh, Who's Harry Crumb with John Candy? Oh yeah, I love that movie. That it's was a great movie. And it's so good, and I just like that's like just very goofy, goofy humor. Um, 
Yeah. And also just spoofs on serious stuff. I love mixing the serious with the funny. Do you have a favorite rom-com? Does Bridesmaid love is a rom-com? I love love Bridesmaid. I don't see why not. Yeah, those Paul Feig movies are pretty good. I'm, uh, yeah, yeah that's a good one. I would, I would highly recommend that as a uh, uh, rom com because Kristen Wiig falls in love. It's all about her falling in love, you know. know. Okay, I with herself about her, yeah. and a Scottish guy. What about? I mean, you? I was there for the funny and the romance. Like I saw it coming, and I was like, yeah. I mean, I didn't like that he was a cop though, but I still he was like, he seemed really nice and he had an accent. I was like, yes, get that man. <laughs> she needed it. She was so miserable, and I felt that in my soul. Like when you're down and out, and you see everyone growing without you, <laughs> and you're not phasing your life. So it's like relatable to a lot of women mm. too, which I think that's why a lot of women like that movie. Very true. Uh, what about you, David? What kind of uh, comedies are you digging? I love like dramedies, you know. And I don't know if that's like a proper term, but like I love like the drama comedies. You know, it's like um like kindergarten cop death becomes her Mm. i would even put home alone in this kind of genre where it's like like dramatic and thrilling and you know whatever it's just like hilarious it's like shit breaks loose you know and so like that's what i like i honestly think like i don't know even like jurassic park is kind of a dramedy I mean, you throw, you know, <laughs> Mr. Goldman in there. I mean, excuse me. It's hilarious. Uh, Mr. Jeff Goldblum turns everything into a, a comedy. Yeah. And he also makes yeah, everything yeah. better. He does great work. I love Jeff Goldblum. Uh, Mel, what kind of uh, comedies do you like? Oh, all of them. I like just about everything. Like, I, I'm not, I would say it, was e- it would be easier to list off things I don't like. I don't particularly love fart jokes. And I'm not a huge big fan of like a lot of physical comedy, like the slapstick get hit in the head with wood unless it's perfectly timed. So I don't care about the style. I just want it to be perfectly timed and I want it to make me laugh. That's really all I look for in any comedy. And I love to laugh. Um, As we can see. (laughs) She's got the laugh marks to prove it. Um, What's funny, you say that you're not really into the physical comedy. Um, This is going to sound really bougie, but... uh, I took a film class, and in the film class, they made me watch a Charlie Chaplin movie. And I was really hesitant to watch it because, like, it's a silent movie. You know, how good could it possibly be? And it was legitimately one of the funniest fucking movies I've ever seen in my life. Um, Just the way that he's able to convey humor just by the movements of his body and just by the the stuff that he puts, the um, where he's at, um, just absolutely incredible. I I very highly recommend a Charlie Chaplin movie, at least one, you know. Yeah, I, I don't, that's what I mean, though. Like, it has to be perfectly well-timed, you know, even physical comedy will get me, but I don't tend to prefer it just because, I don't know, it just makes you think. So, and people like Charlie Chaplin have been doing it since Charlie Chaplin, so it's like, get do something new to it, and then I appreciate it more. And I, it's not a fault of the maker, it's just the way my brain works. <laughs> so... Yeah. There are, I, particularly, I love um, kind of gross out comedies. So when you're like, we're the hangovers and the, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah those, those ones that like apple pie, 
uh, or American Pie. Um, you know, those are the ones that I, I kind of gravitate towards. I, I like them all. Um, but I, I'll tell you, I, I don't like the movies like the Jackasses of the world or the Borats because I, I feel uncomfortable when people are getting hurt and when people are embarrassed. Those are the kind of comedies I, I can get into. What do you guys think? I personally used to love Jackass. I watched all the movies, even the bad grandpa movie. Um, I get what you're saying. And I think that's why Borat makes me feel uncomfortable. And um, I think it can go too far. And I think Jackass took it too far. But um, so, you know, lesson learned, maybe it should never be done again. But at the time, I remember really thinking it was funny, you know, but I had teenage and preteen boys. So like that kind of like, you know, it was a way to like, bar- I'm not proud of the fact that I showed that to my teenagers now that I said that on the show. <laughs> That's fair. Um, what about you, Nicole? It was a bonding experience. <laughs> I bonded with mom over jackass. Watching John Knoxville get hit in the nuts by a donkey. I mean, it was just me and my mom like, they, like, really bonded. Duct taped firecrackers to, to their slongs and stood on the patio and lit them weird things like that and I was like that's so random like why would somebody do that and at first they were just hurting themselves so it didn't bother me as much most of their skits don't involve other people getting hurt just the cast you know bad grandpa I think is when they first start or movies like that is when they really took it too far and interacted with unsuspecting victims but yeah that's fair um what about you Nicole is there like a type of comedy that you don't really dig or you just won't watch not really. I just like, I just have to be in the mood for certain types. I'm one of those like, hate to be all like zen about it, but like, I'll just vibe with a certain genre that night kind of how I'm feeling. I don't really have one that I won't. I'll watch almost anything. Like, I really will. I'll find something interesting. <laughs> uh, I'm one of those like, hate whoa. to be all like. Now I'm all echoey. I love technology. I love how it's playing here. Um, David, what, what, what makes comedy so appealing? Like, why do people love them so much? But also, why don't they get as much respect as they should? Oh, I mean, you know, when you're laughing and you're happy, you're releasing, you know, different things in your brain and things. And I, I, I just think people gravitate toward them because they make them feel good. Um, I think that they're often not given the just due um, because perhaps people look at that as like something as like a luxury and not something you always have to have, you know? I don't know. Have any of you guys Why are you asking all deep questions? <laughs> My God. That's what, it, that's the he's difference. Like, between- it's like Oprah Winfrey. He's like, so David, tell me. My God. I feel like telling you my perfect date is like April 24th. (laughs) That's a Mean Girls reference. Well, we'll no, I'm just kidding. I don't think I got the date, Mark. I think it's April 25th. I don't know. I I haven't seen it. It's not too hot, but it's not too cool. Right. And he's just like, One thing I gotta oh point out, man. I guess so that's like the, a good, funny, like comedy. Uh, I don't know if you guys are noticing, but the higher David gets, the more open his robe gets. Yeah. You notice oh, that? He's just like, like the ensemble. <laughs> Twenty more minutes is gonna become an only page. 
<laughs> I, I like wore my robe because I like showered and came down and I was like I'm just gonna wear my robe like I'm Mariah fucking Carrie yes, yes. <laughs> at least you had the wherewithal to put on a robe oh and I have Gucci slippers on uh oh anyway, why did we why did we get started talking about my ensemble because uh, so I, I was just I've been watching this the whole time i'm just watching your robe just like slowly just like open up uh, we're fucking starting to let that shit breathe in there that's really I'm funny because you know i'm watching i'm going to the amazing water. pictures of really behind them you guys can look at my dog my blurry uh, dog get some water <laughs> oh, oh, nicole has like a whole fucking litter of little kittens and is that dog alive <laughs> I'm fairly sure it's alive. I, there, there we oh, go. Yeah, boy. I just recently found out that my dog Albus is afraid of the wood floors. So now okay, I gotta get like fucking moved, rugs moved, and shit. No. Yes, he's alive, David. Don't don't you worry. <laughs> what Mel, why doesn't why don't uh, comedies get as much respect as they should? Because David's right. Like they make you laugh, they make you feel good, but how come like they get snubbed to the Oscars? Like, you know, what is that? You know, I think it is because people think that it doesn't have to be smart. Um, I think, like, the thing about, you know, a drama is you can feel good about yourself for nominating it because it usually brings awareness to a, a topic, a social topic or an economic topic or, you know, that kind of thing. And so you feel good about bringing awareness to that. <clears throat> And I think with comedy, they think that you don't have to think as hard to be silly, you know, but silly doesn't come naturally when you're thinking about it. The reason like you connect with people when you have a moment where you can't stop laughing together is really because it's rare and it stands out in your memory and you build a relationship based on that like experience of being in the same group and getting it together kind of a thing. And in that way, I think writing comedy, it, to me, it would be like writing a song where it's, it's kind of you know, you're putting yourself out there in some way, you know, and, and so I actually disagree. I think it should be given more credit. You know, I think comedy has to constantly evolve, whereas true stories don't have to, because they're just based on true events. Speaking of right. writing comedy. To your, to your point, like, you know, where comedies evolve, like, that's where comedies are kind of dated. Mm -hmm. And like, what we find funny today might you know, three generations from now think are, you know, oh my gosh, like so offensive or, you know, whatever. So mm -hmm. I just kind of feel like, you know, it's, it, it's, it's very dated. So movies that win at the Oscars, you know, tell a story and like define a time, not necessarily something that's going to change 10 years from now but something that's going to transcend right. i mean maybe i'm like misspeaking here but like how many movies have won an oscar but then later their oscar was revoked because the movie or something was racist or something like i don't ever remember hearing a story like this you know no that's fair i mean maybe there is some concern there it does change a lot you know i tried you're right my kids when they were little i tried watching overboard with them oh yeah <laughs> I still love that movie, but I will never tell a kid to watch that movie again. Oh, that was horrible. It's horrible. Like that. 
gaslighting. I was like, what? No, it's not. And he's like, yeah, it's gaslighting. And I was like, no, but she was such a bitch. And I'm like listening to myself and I'm like, oh, wait a minute. No, you're right. You're Listen, right. Listen, I'm cool, uncle, but I ain't that cool, uncle. You ain't watching that at my house. No, uh-uh. So there right? was, you know, and I, as a kid, you never thought about like the, the, Im- the implication that he lied to her about that the first time they had sex. Like you never you just didn't think about it like that. Revenge of the Nerds. Awful, if you think about it. That, that moment with the scene where he wore the mask and pretended to be the other guy. Like, that's horrible now. So I guess in that way, you know. But there are some comedies that I think transcend in a lot of ways. I don't know if I'll get in trouble for saying this. I think Airplane, aside from a, se- a few scenes, is actually a, still a really good movie. That one, my boys will watch. <laughs> on this video that I, I uh, I'm going to play here in just a minute, got a lot of love for Airplane. So yeah, those kind of movies, those are those are the the kind of like vanilla ice cream of the comedy world where it's not too racy. It's like you know the the jokes are on point, um, but it's not like the Hangover. Like the Hangover to this like, and you'll see uh, uh, Jay, uh, Nicole's boyfriend Jason. Uh, he does a, a great uh, segment on this video talking about the hangover. And like he says that it doesn't really hold up to the, the test of time. And I, and I can well, completely agree. Yeah. Are there any other movies that you guys kind of uh, watched recently or like, Ooh, that doesn't really, that really doesn't really hold up too well. And will you stop watching it? No, you know what though? Because coming to America two came out, I, ma- I made everybody in the house rewatch coming to America and aside from a few very specific problematic scenes, I actually thought that movie held up really well and I still laugh my ass off to it. Um, but I can't think of any others recently that I've watched where I was like, ooh. But, you know, I've been not watching a lot of comedies, apparently. I've been on murder. Actually, actually watched White Control. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Uh, Tony Danza. I loved that movie when I was a child because I wanted to be the makeover girl in it, but the very unhealthy relationship that Tony Danza has with his daughter, it's, it does not, like, it's just like they totally sexualize this teenage girl when she was just getting a makeover to not, you know, she was like, she just wanted to be funky, fresh in the 80s, you know? And yeah, it did not age well at all. I was watching it the other day. And it's crazy because I used to like watch that movie. I swear like 1,500 times I watched that movie when I was 10 years old. Yeah. <laughs> and now I'm just like, you yeah, know. <laughs> there are two movies that I love. And I, I will not stop watching them. But, you know, watching them under the context of where we are today um 16 candles with uh molly ringworld where uh, anthony michael hall hooks up with the too drunk and too drugged prom queen hooks up with her and that's the next day they're like hey everything's fine yeah we hooked up but you're so you're blackout drunk like that doesn't really hold up uh and then can't buy me love where you know uh, what's his face dr dreamy you know, throws a bunch of money to help this girl buy a dress, but she has to be his girlfriend. And then on the other hand, he's like a gigolo. Like he works at a pizza I place. I actually love that movie. I know. Watch it. That's a great movie. It doesn't really hold up, you know. It doesn't really hold up these days. But I won't stop watching it. If it the thing is like I watch everything I have is on streaming now. So like you literally, if you want have to 
well, if you want to watch a movie, you have to go and search and find a movie. Uh, like those are the kind of movies when back in the day, you just like turn on the channel, like, oh, Can't Buy Me Love's on, let me watch it. Now I have to like go and search for it. But if it ever comes on, you know, I'll watch it. It's funny. But Tony channels. Danza was a gigolo? No, man. Yeah, <laughs> you're like way off track. We're, we're done talking about that like five minutes ago. Well, she's like obsessed with Tony Danza. Who isn't? Tony Danza's fucking dreamy, a man. National treasure. Have you seen him in Taxi? Well, I don't know. What? Taxi? I'm kidding. Well, I don't really care for Tony Danza. Well, Elton John wrote that song about him. So, you know, I, he's been what around. It? What? Wait, what was an Elton John song about Tony Danza? Oh, Tony Danza. Oh, I fell for it. Fell for it. God damn it, David. Damn it. All right. So we're going to we're gonna pause for a moment where we're going to... I'm going to play this video. I put together a bunch of videos. Play the video. I was literally in the process of playing the video. And you're like, play the video. I'm trying. I'm interrupting me. Oh, time's a ticket. I gotta eat dinner. What? I see. When I work at Starbucks, right? So my fucking dinners are like five o'clock, and then David's like, you know, the guy who fucking stays up all late. So he's like, oh, I'm gonna have dinner about ten o'clock tonight. It's an early dinner for me. We do that all the time. With all the geriatrics. Here we go. Right. I'm actually an early better, but like, you know, I stayed up late. Bed for you, Dave. All right, so I'm gonna play this video. Hopefully, it comes through. Oh um, but we've got a load of technical issues already. So if it doesn't play, then you know, fuck today. But let me try it. Let me try it. Hold on. What's happening? This is your guy, Doctor Detroit, giving a big shout out to the guys over at Truckee Pacific. Yeah, they wanted me to. Uh, Go ahead and share one of my favorite uh, comedy films. Uh, it was definitely difficult to come up with one, but uh, as I took some time to kind of research and think about it, I came up with Stir Crazy, uh, starring Gene Wilder and Richard Pryor. Definitely one of my favorites, an all-time classic. Um, I think it was early 80s uh, this film came out, and uh, I was blessed to see it uh, at the theaters. And uh, the unique thing about this, this is one of the first time we've seen uh, a comedian, black comedian, white comedian, or I think Gene Wilder might be Jewish. But regardless of that, just the fact that this uh, comedy transcended race in this particular film. And uh, I haven't seen this type of uh, uh, comedic duo in, in such a film like this since. You know, I definitely hope they don't try to remake it because of the classic nature of this film. Uh, but also... Um, if you look at some lot of footage out there where Richard Pryor just goes on and on about his admiration for Gene Wilder and just how his natural ability, his natural comedic genius um, that, that he just saw and that he expressed throughout the film and uh, how we just enjoy working with him. And uh, Gene Wilder, who I just learned about through this film, I just realized and, and learned how just out of his mind he is. Gene Wilder is just such a hilarious guy, but I think, like they say, you know, for you to be a genius, you kind of kind of be uh, a little out there a bit. And uh, that's when I became a big fan of Gene Wilder as well. But definitely with this film, um, just give you a little bit about it. Uh, Gene Wilder and uh, Richard Pryor, they actually uh, were just trying to earn some money. They were just doing a gig where they were just dancing in these chicken suits uh, at, at, for a bank. It was just for fun. They were earning some, some money. And uh, some in the bank they were in, some bank robbers... Uh, 
took their uniforms, their chicken outfits, while Gene Wilder and Richard Pryor were on a break uh, outside from work. And these bank robbers took their suits, robbed the banks, dumped their suits. So when the police came, they, they thought Gene Wilder and Richard Pryor were actually the bank robbers. So it kind of goes on from there, and they ended up being locked up from it uh, for that. And then the film kind of goes on from there. So without giving it away, um, definitely a film you want to see. Uh, you can find it now if you look it up. Uh, when I first saw it, as like I said, it was at the film and later on VHS. Um, it might be available on DVD, but definitely go check it out. It's always going to be hilarious whenever you watch it. Uh, once again, there it is, Stir Crazy, one of my favorites, Richard Pryor and Gene Wilder, so go check it out. And uh, once again, peace and love out to Truckee Pacific, and I'll see you soon. Okay, so it's not my favorite movie. It's not even my favorite comedy, but the best experience I've ever had going to see a movie in a theater was The Hangover. It was 2009. I was 13 years old. It, first of all, it would be amazing to see any rated R movie. But this, it was, it was raunchy. It was just disgusting. It was, at 13 years old, this was the greatest thing I had ever seen. Like, that is exact, and not only that, I got to go see this with all my brother, my brother and all of his friends who were all 16, 17. My mom lied to the um, person at the counter and said, yep, all eight of these kids who look, barely look anything like me or mine. So yeah, I, I love the movie in 2009. Not a great rewatch. Not one I'm going to revisit often. If I was doing that, I'd say super bad. But The Hangover, it was perfect for 2009. Hi, I'm the man of mystery. And I'm glad that you're watching me at the same time that I'm here. I was asked by David what my favorite movie of all time was and why. The one movie I loved out of all the thousands of movies that I've never seen was Airplane. Airplane 1 and uh, they made two but I didn't see two because I've only seen one in my whole life. I loved Airplane because of all the funny puns and moments that didn't make any sense whatsoever. And that actually explains my life. It was Airplane. Thank you. Santori, what's your favorite comedy movie of all time? My favorite comedy of all time? Comedy. Comedy of all mm -hmm. time? It's gotta be Caddyshack. No. Really, why do you say it like that? Because we've watched it like 10 times in a row. You know why we watched it 10 times in a row? No. Because it's the greatest comedy ever. Why is it the greatest comedy? Because of the actors that you have, Ronnie Dangerfield, Chip Chase, Bill Murray, um, that one dude. But anyway, he's, Is that the movie with the poop? That's the movie, yes. With the, they're in a the pool and they're like, Spalding, no. Yeah, yeah he yeah. says that all the time. Spalding, no. Spalding, no. Especially when you do silly stuff. Like, Spalding, no. Because there's poop in the pool. There was poop in the pool. But it wasn't poop. No, it was a baby fruit bar. It was a candy bar. That's right. And Bill Murray ate it. So no big deal. Duty. Duty. Well, that was before. That, that was Spalding. Uh, and that's when Grandma like, Spalding, no. Okay. Yeah. My favorite comedy movie? Yes, I need to know what your favorite comedy of all time Mean is. Girls. Mean Girls, really. You, think that's you can't sit here. Why? Oh. <laughs> Quoting the movie. I was going to say, I'm already sitting here. Yeah, but, well, in the movie, you wouldn't have been able to sit here. No. And on Wednesdays, we wear pink. Yeah, and the only thing I found funny in that movie was like, I want my pink shirt back, pink shirt back. 
you know, the guy. Oh, the yeah. yeah. Oh, and then Lindsay Lohan saves the day when the girls, the mean girls, dress up as Santa hookers. The music stops, and then she saves the day. By singing the song, Lohan. Yeah, yeah, Lindsay Lohan saves the yeah. girls. She was a mean girl, though, wasn't she? She turned into a mean girl, but then she turned back into a nice girl and made it right with the world. Oh, thank you, Lindsay. Hey, uh, so it took me a while to think about it because there's a lot of really good ones, but my favorite comedy has got to be um, The Hangover. I think it was kind of a new inventive story. I remember the first time I watched it and they're getting ready to go out and then like the night just passes, you're like, well, we're not going to get to find out what happened. And then you find out kind of in reverse as they piece it together, you get to piece it together with them. Um, Ed Helms is just hilariously funny. Zach Alphanakis is just great in that role. Um, my favorite line is um, actually Bradley Cooper when about halfway through the movie they come back to the hotel room and uh, he goes, fuck, I keep forgetting about the goddamn tiger. And it just cracks me up because I'm like, how bad is your day that you keep forgetting about the tiger in your bathroom? Um, it's just, it's, it still makes me laugh. I've seen it like probably 30 different times. Um, I was disappointed in the sequels. Unfortunately, it's hard to bring that same chemistry back time and time again. It's kind of like a one-time deal. Um, but yeah, The Hangover is my favorite. All right, so I narrowed it down to my top three comedy movies of all time. They are Booksmart, Shaun of the Dead, and Office Space. The reason why these are my favorites is because they're so different. They show what comedy can be, and it's limitless. Um, yeah, those are my top three. What's up, neighborhood? It is James Thomas. I hope everyone is having a good Friday. Uh, welcome to our mid-season finale. Dave asked us to record this, which means that literally I just got this done for him like hours before the show came on. So the fact that it's even edited into this video, thumbs up, Dave. His question, very simple. Favorite comedy movies. Like all-time favorite comedy movie. This took a minute because I am a huge fan of 80s comedies that do not age well, unfortunately. I like Ski Patrol. I like Ski School. Um, I like Stay Tuned. There's a lot of issues coming from some of the comedies I enjoy. But my favorite comedy of all time. That is actually pretty simple. It is the comedy that has guided every kind of comedic view I had going forward. Uh, and it's going to be History of the World, part one. Now, for those of you who don't know it, that is a Mel Brooks film. Absolutely brilliant. There are a lot of Mel Brooks films to pick from. Young Frankenstein is great. Blazing Saddles is great. Robin Hood, Men in Tights, super great movie. But History of the World... Part one taught me smart comedy in a way that I too very much to this day appreciate that movie. Um, it is a comedy that I watched when I was younger and I've watched repeatedly growing up and I understood more and more jokes as time grew, which made the comedy more and more enjoyable for me each time. Originally, Mel Brooks is good at visual uh, comedy. Uh, he is good with word comedy, even for children, but there's such 
subtle, brilliant humor in there. There is an Oedipus, the blind uh, joke in there where this guy, give to Oedipus the blind, give to Oedipus the blind. And the Gregory uh, Hines character says, what's up, motherfucker? Amazing line. Amazing line that a seven-year-old did not understand. Hearing them say motherfucker was funny, but the depth of that line is lost. The Inquisition is a brilliant song. Absolutely one of Mel, right up there with Springtime for Hitler, one of Mel Brooks's best songs. So that's it, Dave. I hope this is what you wanted. Uh, it is History of the World Part 1, Mel Brooks comedy, and it is the pinnacle top of that Mel Brooks comedy. Have a good time off from us, and uh, back to you guys. I am Mr. Retiree, and my number one comedy of all time is Airplane. Uh, and I got to say, it's not only the best movie, but the best uh, number of sequels of all time. Uh, it's got its own, Airplane 2, and then it's got a series, and then uh, it has the... TV series, uh, Police. Police Squad. Squad. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that's my number one. One. My number one, which was really hard to narrow down, is Young Frankenstein. And I can pretty much put the reason into two words, which are so for a lot of my favorite comedy movies, and that's Madeline Kahn. And that's pretty much all I have to say about that. Everybody's seen Young Frankenstein, I'm sure. That's it. Hello, it's Courtney. Just taking a quick break from my love mechanical <laughs> uh, to tell you about my favorite comedy movie, uh, which is in fact the Lego movie. Not really like a classic comedy, I would say, but I am just a big like animation cartoon. You you animate it and you put it in front of me, I'm gonna watch it. And the Lego movie makes me laugh every every single time. Um, I even pronounce certain things like they do, you know, uh, <laughs> like the golf brand Titleist. Titleist. <laughs> and like the the band-aid uh, you know band-aid like all that stuff it's like these little stupid things that just make me laugh so hard and uh, like I said I've probably seen it like a hundred times and I will never not be funny so Lego movie number one not number two that one could have been a little you know a little better but um thoughts let's go uh, let's kind of go back around and let's talk about our favorite comedy movies that's kind of why we're here and we can kind of uh, comment on some of the the video or the movies mentioned in the video there um nicole i'm gonna start with you tell me what your favorite comedies are and uh you know were they mentioned in any of the videos i do like mean girls <laughs> when she said mean girls, it made me happy um i like okay have you ever heard heard of the movie saved exclamation point advertised it it's it's hilarious it has jenna malone uh, mandy moore mccoy culkin and it is like a spoof on religion and pretty much just like this christian girl who like ends up pregnant um but she thought she was trying to fuck the uh fuck her boyfriend because he was gay and she was trying to turn him straight so that's how the beginning of the movie all this shit happens and she gets pregnant but the friendships that form along the way and the way they, like Nanny Moore's character is like the overly vill villainous is trying to save everyone. Like at one point, they're like trying to save her. So they try to abduct her and put her into this van and they throw a Bible at her head. Like it's just, I just love that kind of comedy. Um, 
Buffy the Vampire Slayer, uh, they were trying to do it entirely more serious, but it came out as the perfect comedy horror comedy. Um, uh, I love Kevin Smith movies. Oh, Dogma was one of my, is one of my favorites. I love religion. Like religion spoofs make me happy, but that was like, I actually rewatched it with my boyfriend last couple months ago and um, he had never seen any Kevin Smith movie and I chose him to, this was the one I chose to go with. I was to go with the Kevin Smith movie. That's a good one to go with. It was, but he just, he's, okay, so I grew up Catholic, so I got a lot more of the jokes than he did. He didn't come from a, like, a religious, religious family or whatever. So he, like, the things that I appreciate about it, like the inside jokes and the lore or whatever, because it's really just a very well-written, well, like, mm. the, I'm, I still realize, like, things that I had missed and jokes that I had missed when I watched it when I was younger, um, I did let my son watch that when he was four. It was his favorite movie. Um, he actually, I have several pictures of him doing the Buddy Christ pose. <laughs> um, so yeah, I actually had a list. I don't know how it went because there was something else. One other movie I wanted to see. Speaking of Kevin Smith, I get to go to movies tomorrow. I know you went a couple <laughs> weeks ago. Yeah, tomorrow's oh. my movies day. Oh, so what would you order? Uh, I ordered... The cow tipper and the was the the cock smoker. Yeah. So we went one of each. The cow tipper and the cock smoker. I'll be enjoying the cock smoker tomorrow. My wife will be consuming the cow tipper. Uh, oh, yeah. And for Mel and Dave, who are like, what the fuck are you talking about? So Kevin Smith, who's you know you know how much I love Kevin Smith. I talk about it all the fucking time. Um, he has these pop up restaurants based off of the restaurant that he created in Clerks too. Uh, I think it also in Dogma, I think it made its uh, first appearance in Dogma where there it's, a, it's kind of like a, a McDonald's kind of restaurant. And now he does pop-up restaurants all over the country. And um, he has such a ravenous fan uh, fandom that it's fucking sold out. It's here for like two weeks and it's fucking sold out. And uh, I am lucky enough to have gotten tickets and I get to go tomorrow. And I'm very excited. Yeah. Did you see that I got the poster from the Yeah, I saw that. They left all their stuff up, I guess. Like a bunch of people just vandalized all this stuff, but they have pretty much left everything up from it. That's funny. Yeah. I like well-written comedy. Like like the I like comedies that are the brainless ones, like the hangover, but then I also like the ones that make you think like the chasing Amy's of the world. And that's one thing I love about comedy is like there's no like set um directions for how to write a, a comedy um you can have fucking american pie or you could have 40 year old virgin and they're just equally as good they're just very different so yeah david tell me what your favorite comedies are uh, i, I want to break in here before you answer that question so like david was on our christmas special and uh the, the whole time i've known david he's like he's always been into christmas and baking <laughs> christmas and i brought him on the christmas show he's like David, I, I don't like Christmas. I'm like, I remember what that. the fuck are you talking about? Why are you on the Christmas episode? You could have told me that like weeks ago. You're like, I don't like Christmas. So are you going to drop a bomb on me? Like, I don't like to laugh. I don't like comedy. That shit. <laughs> yeah. But I was going to just play your game this time and not be a Debbie Downer. Um... But no, but like, 
I think I know what you're going to say. So I'm going to say Death Becomes Her, but I also love this other, but like, I think that's what you're going to say. So I, I didn't want to take it from you. Yeah. I guarantee none of you guys know what my favorite comedy is. I oh, yes, I do. We had this whole conversation in the kitchen. Okay. Well, um, we will, we'll, we'll test this theory. I can't remember what room it was in. It's real. Uh, what about you, Mel? <laughs> um, my favorite Tell movie. Tell us who yours is. Uh, no, it's gonna be uh, my favorite comedy of all time is Mystery Science Theater Three Thousand, the movie. I have seen that fucking movie a thousand times. I can quote that movie at the drop of a hat. James and I, and me and Joel and Darius, we all watch that fucking movie. You just ask ask james you know if james were to come on uh he will back me up on it. it is a great fucking movie i love mystery science theater james see you know what i'm saying he's been waiting there the whole hour to do that yeah. <laughs> no yeah it's a great it's it's not the best comedy but it's my favorite and but it's like one of my uh, one of my 10 favorites so um i'm gonna go yeah. back to you david what what did you think i was gonna say monty python is it Holy Grail? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It's definitely right up there, but it's not my favorite. It's we had good. this whole conversation, Dave. <laughs> that was like 18 years ago. Oh my <laughs> God, it trends. I had red hair God, back then. A lot skinnier. How dare you? Changes. Shit changes. No, oh I think, my God. Yeah. Mission Science Theater 3003 is my favorite comedy movie. Move along. Okay, Move I along. like Monty Python. I want to go on the record, okay? But my favorite comedy is Death Becomes Her. Just That's a great movie. fucking movie. Have you, have you ladies seen Death Becomes Her yet? Yeah, I saw it in the theaters. When it was oh, my God, it. me too. My parents I went took to me. the Elvis Theater over yes. there all in friggin' Arvada. It was like $1.50. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Do you remember this dollar movie? No, I'm not from Colorado originally. Oh I, my God, what is she? I want to show you something. My mom actually answered the question. Oh. What is my favorite comedy movie? My mom fucking got it. Yeah. Nice. Your mom always knows. I believe. And I haven't seen her in like 25 years. I don't know how she follows up on that. Uh, <laughs> where was I? I completely. So Death Becomes Her. My parents actually took me to go see it. I was pretty young, but it was that was a great movie. I highly yeah. enjoyed the movie. I can quote that like top to bottom. But like that's the kind of comedy like I would like Clueless and like Romy and Michelle's be like a comedy too. Yeah, I think that was one of the I, I obviously I wasn't around for like the comedy movies of the 60s and 70s um, but Death Becomes Her kind of felt like to me was my introduction into the horror comedy genre which wow. then like you have Edgar Wright's uh, uh, Shaun of the Dead which fucking just take it to a whole other level and then uh, What We Do in the Shadows by um, Taika Waititi if you guys haven't seen that movie I mean fucking brilliant yeah. but they're not really related Dave what? They're not really related. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a horror movie. It it is a, it's, it's, kind of, yeah. it's a horror comedy movie. That's what I'm saying. They, they're very different movies, but that is a horror comedy. Army of Darkness, I believe, is a you know it's a hilarious movie. It's a horror comedy, but then like Shaun of the Dead takes it to like a whole other level. So, I don't but, think some of that stuff's funny, Dave. What? 
What? Yeah, man. Are you saying Shadow of the Dead's not funny? I don't think so. I'm fucking muting this kid. What the? <laughs> oh my god. You're gonna get attacked, man. We got three against one, man. Mel, Mel, take us home. What are your favorite comedy movies? We gotta get rid of David before he, uh, he really get upset. What? Okay, okay, all right. I, this is a tough one for me. I love comedy. It's one of my favorite subjects or favorite movie genres. If you know, I always love to laugh, so I always know I'm in the mood for it. But if I had to pick based on like movies I quote and relate to the most, I would have to say it is either Mean Girls, Office Space, or Half Baked. <laughs> <laughs> I just relate to those three movies for so many reasons. I love them. At the same time. I can quote them. If you know, unfortunately, one of my favorite old school half-baked quotes is, is canceled now because of the R word, and I totally respect it. But that movie's still it's hilarious. It's just hilarious, you know. Fuck you, fuck you, you're cool. I'm out. Like I've done that places. So I just love those movies so much. Um yeah. Yeah, that's uh, Office Space doesn't. It's one of those movies where like everybody's seen and everybody loves, but like when it came out, nobody nobody paid any attention to it whatsoever. I never saw it until my mom actually one night rented it, and I had worked since then, you know, like in an office, and I was like, oh, this is hilarious. You know, you watch it when you're if you're inexperienced, maybe, and you're like, what the fuck's a TPS report? But then you realize it doesn't matter when you see it later as an older person. But yeah, no, like that. Even just corporate accounts capable of me to speaking. Just a moment. I just I can repeat anything from that movie. I haven't memorized. Loved it. I love that movie. It's a great movie. Um, I I also enjoy waiting, which is like the office space, but for restaurants. And if you've ever worked in restaurants, you're like, oh yeah, I totally, absolutely. I will have to check that out. All right, I'm gonna go around the horn one more time, and you're gonna tell me a comedy that. Uh, is one of your favorites that uh, maybe people haven't seen before that you really want to uh, vouch for. So I'm going to go David with you. I don't know. Cause I'm going to get you out of the way quick. Cause there's, I don't trust yours. You're on mute by the way, just so you know, Mr. <laughs> Open robe. Why hello. I don't know. I'm trying to think. You like, why are you calling on me first? So, like a movie that I like that other people may not even know. Yeah. Oh, like the AppFab movie. Did you know that Apps, uh, um, Apple was absolutely fabulous? What? Came out with a movie. Like I like I that. Um, well, is that your is that your answer? See, that's what I'm talking about. There is a movie that you love. They're like, Pete, you should go watch this movie. It's a great movie. Oh, like that I love. Romeo and Michelle. The Roots. Yeah. Oh, there you go. See. But that was like a popular one. You know. I don't know. Oh, but you're old. You and I are old, man. I, like Nicole's just a baby. So she you, Dave. you know, I come on this thing. Uh, <laughs> and he's gone. Oh, no. I, hope he, I hope he realizes that he doesn't get to come back because once you uh, bounce out of the show, then you don't get to come back. So it's just us three for the rest of the night. Uh, Nicole, tell me a movie that uh, you love that uh, you think people should know about and that you should uh, recommend I love Paul Rudd and it's a I, I didn't think I would like it at first because somebody had described it to me but I watched it about a year and a half ago after never like I was like I'm not gonna watch I'm not I didn't really like I don't know this wasn't 
it was fucking hilarious. I never laughed so much. You should definitely check it out. Love it. Oh, also, wait. Also, one more, though. Sorry. Can I do two? (laughs) No. 25. I don't give a fuck. I'm a really big fan of uh, Netflix Prime and those. They have really good original comedy movies. Um, But The Wrong Missy had me cracking up the whole entire thing. The Wrong Missy. Watch it. It's it's rom-com, too. And... um, but it's it's absolutely ridiculous. And I love that. I can't remember her name, but she's in some other stuff. But I just love her as an actress. She does a lot of physical comedy, but the timing is great on it. So I think you'd like it now. Like, it's, it really is funny. Nice. All right, Mel. What about you? Right. I'm going to have two. I'm going to have a show and a movie. Okay, so, do it. Show and a movie. All right. The movie, I, I think everybody's aware of the fact that Dora the Explorer came out with a movie. However, I would like to let everybody know this is not geared towards kids. This is clearly geared towards the adults who as kids watch the shows and their parents. Like everything about it is just, it's not for little kids. It's hilarious. They act concerned that she talks to the camera when she asks you to repeat things. Like it's just, it's very, it's just, it's relatable. It's funny. So I highly recommend that movie. I think it's underrated. And as far as shows, I did think of a show I've been watching, and I'm sorry I didn't mention it earlier, actually. It's Shrill with oh, yeah. Lee Bryant from SNL. Mm-hmm. It's on Hulu, and it is hilarious. I would consider it almost like a um, sex in the city out of Portland instead of New York. It, it's just hilarious and very, um, you know, but it's updated and more woke, obviously. And it's in Portland, so it's more woke. But it's tons of fun, and 80s uh, character is not... Her size is not the focus of it, and it's certainly not the focus of, of the of the show. Anyways, it's not not the punchline of the story. It's really good. I like that. Uh, yeah, we've watched Shrill, uh, at least the first season, and it's very very funny. I'm almost done with season three. Nice. Uh, I, I'm glad you liked it because I was actually looking at it the other night, and I didn't I didn't know if it was any good, so I skipped it over. But I'm going to watch it now. It's slightly slow at first, and I avoided it for, it came up on my For You page, or my suggestions on Hulu for like, I think two years, and I just never did until the pandemic, and I was like, fine, and I just, I'm hooked. Yeah, I like it. Also really good, Pen15 on Yes! Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think they won a bunch of Golden Globes, too. Say again? When is the second season of that coming out? I have no idea. Uh, I have no idea. I just hope it comes soon because I've been waiting for a while for that. I I didn't. I don't think it got canceled. It's really good. Yeah, I think I, it does. It needs a second season, obviously. Yeah, and I think it won a bunch of awards. So uh, I definitely yeah recommend that. Um, I'll give you. I'm gonna throw in a sh- two movies in a show. I'm gonna raise you. You guys went two. I'm gonna go two movies in a show. Um, mm-hmm. The show um, Masters of None on Netflix, written by yeah. and directed by Aziz Ansari. Um, this last season was r- not nearly as funny as the first two, but it's more introspective. But the first two seasons of Masters of None is brilliant writing. It's absolutely brilliant writing. Um, the movie that I, there's two movies I recommend. Um, and I'm trying to pull up the IMDb because I, I'm so fucking high right now. I totally spaced the name of, uh, the one by Camille Nujani. Um, so give me two seconds while I pull it up. Um, it's a movie. It's kind of a um, uh, a movie where him and his wife. It's like uh, it's almost a um, 
a biogra- biographical movie, but it's not. It's you know still Hollywood biographical. Um, it's called The Big Sick. And uh, Camille just starts dating this chick. And then all of a sudden she like gets really sick and falls into a coma. And he is literally by her side the whole time. Um, and then the movie, uh, Holly Hunter and Ray Romano play this girl's parents. Um, and it's brilliantly done. It's hilarious. It, so The Big Sick, you can get that off of Amazon. Um, that is a great, great, great movie. Uh, in fact, it's my son's favorite movie. So I highly recommend that. Um, the other one is Booksmart. And I know, Mel, you didn't love it as much as I did, but it is my favorite high school movie, uh, comedy movie of all time. And I love Superbad, but Booksmart, I think, is even funnier with Benny Feldstein um, directed. I can't remember who the fuck directed it by. Um, but it was a great fucking movie. Great, great movie. So right before this started, I was watching one on Hulu. Um, plan b that is i just i haven't finished it because i realized this that i had to be on here and i wasn't gonna finish it but i'm telling you right now watch it because it has the same it's the um you know high school uh you know female book smart kind of s comedy but there was a scene in it where i was just like i didn't even know they could show that but i guess they do Dick piercing. She pulls. I don't want to give it away, but anyway, it's it's really good, and I haven't even finished it. But I'm gonna finish that while I'm eating some munchies after. I feel like that was suggested to me because of Shrill. Um, yeah, it was. We'll have to keep that in mind. I, I don't remember not liking Booksmart. I'll take your word for it. Maybe I had a problem with part of it, but I don't no, you, you, did. you guys, you and James both warned me. Like, you're not gonna like when we said it, but we didn't really like Booksmart. But I loved it. Uh, the directed by Olivia Wilde, by the way, who was married to Jason Sudeikis, who happened to be in the best and funniest show of last year called Ted Lasso. But it's on Apple, so nobody fucking ever watches Apple. But that is the <laughs> the best show that came out last year. And oh, can I do one more? Show of course, you can do one more. It's the Great North by the Bob oh, yes. Creators on Hulu. Yes, it's got, oh, I can't think of his name. I heard of that. Yeah, it was a uh, fucking Ron Swanson. Yes, it's got Ron Swanson from um, Parks and Rec. Um, it's got a couple of the voice actors from Bob's Burgers. It's got Alanis Morissette on it. It's, Will Forte. Yeah. yeah, it's very, very good. Yeah, it's really funny. Man, I, I literally, we could be like, hey, um, you know, you know, one more. We can like one up each other all fucking night. There's a new one called uh, uh, Rutherford Falls. Is new, another new one. It's on Peacock, but it's done by Michael Shore, who is the uh, uh, creator of like Parks and Rec and Brooklyn Nine Nine and Good Place, uh, him and Ed Helms came up with a new show it's called Rutherford Falls. That's really funny. Okay. Uh, okay. Now that you mention it, Good Place. Yes, Good Place. That is one of my fucking brilliant show. Absolutely brilliant show. I love that show so much. Um, and I love podcasts, and they put out a great, good, uh, Good Place podcast, uh, and it's really really funny. Hosted by Kevin. All right, so we're gonna wrap up by doing. I was gonna do a whole like fucking game of like you know let's pick those 25 funniest videos of our movies of all time we're just gonna go down uh we're just gonna go in, uh down the top 10 and we're gonna talk about like you know should it be number one should it be number 10 should it be higher or lower so we're gonna this according to the rolling stone the rolling stone had a poll for their readers and they asked to come up with 25 of their funniest movies the Number one or one number ten. What do you think number ten is? 
Of all time? Of all time. I it's an think. 80s movie that involved that had OJ Simpson in it. Oh, that's um Naked Gun. Yes. Do you think it's worthy of number 10 funniest movie of all time? It depends on what comes after it. Uh, it was a pretty funny movie. It was a pretty funny movie. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if I, I put it I in my top naked gun. I don't think I've ever seen that. Uh, it's, really? it, oh. it's pretty funny. It it is pretty funny. But then you like OJ is in it, and you're like, yeah, that like five years later, that dude killed two people, and like I don't know if it's that funny anymore. Uh, which is yeah. too bad. It was a funny movie. Um, Dumb and Dumber is number nine. Do you think no. it uh, no. is worthy of number nine? It would not be in my top ten. Yeah, it's not actually. I it's not in my top ten. You know, yeah, it deserves a spot on there. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. I don't know if it's top ten funny. Uh, the next one, number eight, is Life of Brian by Monty Python. You know, does that deserve a number eight rating? Oh no, it's I'm funny. not a Monty Python gal. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. I think Monty Python is slightly overrated, but it's funny. Yeah. But it is funny. I like it. It's yeah. funny, but it's not. I don't think I don't consider it top ten funny, and definitely not top eight funny. No. Uh, number seven. I this is the first one I agree with. Number seven is Spinal Tap. Ooh, yeah, I'm okay with that. Somewhere in the middle yeah. of the top ten list. Yeah, that's a good one. It's sad as cold, baby. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, hello, Cleveland. Uh, number six, Caddyshack. I also agree with this one. I think yeah, it should be higher. I actually exactly. think it should be higher. I'm okay with where it is even, actually. Yeah, I'm okay with where it is. All right, we'll keep it where it is. Uh, number five, Young Frankenstein. I think it should be higher. Yeah, it's not I even my favorite Milwaukee movie, but everybody tonight mentioned it, so it certainly deserves to be higher. I've never seen Young Frankenstein either. Oh. See, I'm learning. Oh, there's a few that we've talked about that I haven't seen, so I have like a little mental list going on. What knockers? <laughs> Rude, 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 hey. Uh, the, my mom, you know, she introduced me, my mom and dad, they introduced me to Young Frankenstein. I got to introduce my kid to Young Frankenstein. It's such a funny movie, dude. You've got to check it out. This is a movie that, you know, fucking eat one of your freshly baked edibles and just sit down and laugh your ass off for yeah, two hours. It's great. Fun. Yeah, it's fucking great. Uh, number four is Animal House. No. I have not seen Animal House. There's my one I have not seen. No, I don't think it deserves a place on there. It's like Hangover without any of the smart humor. It's just the college Hangover. Yeah. So are you uh, saying should stay in the top ten, or should it get the fuck out of the top ten? I I would get it out of the top ten. Yeah. Out of the top ten. Sorry, Animal House. I'm a picky bitch tonight. No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Number three is. You know, my personal favorite Monty Python movie it is the Holy Grail. You know, I think it's deserving of number three. You know, maybe a little too high, but I like number three. It would not be my personal top ten. I'm not a Monty Python fan. I get that it's funny. I have seen it, but it's just, I don't know. I don't know why, but I get why. So if it was like the most impressive comedies of all time, I would think it deserves to be where it is because so many other people love it. But my personal top ten, no. I'm kind of, yeah, I'm with her. It's like, it's, it's a good movie. I just put my personal top 10. But if you take into consensus for like most of the people that I know love that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, I, I have to give it its respect regardless. 
yeah, I, same thing. You know, it, it's the the writing's great, the acting's great. Uh, it's a cultural phenomenon. Uh, right. I think that boosted to number three. This is the movie that was mentioned more tonight sure. than any other fucking movie. Number two, Airplane. Airplane. It's a great movie. I'm fine. I, with it being I it. Yeah, I, I'm fine with. I'm fine with number two being Airplane. Um, and then, what do you think number one is? Um, we already said the Holy Grail. I mean, it's going to be a Mel Brooks movie, right? It is a Mel Brooks movie, correct. So I'm going to go with either History of the World or Blazing Saddles. What do you think, Nicole? Is it History of the World or Blazing Saddles? Blazing Saddles. It is Blazing Saddles. And uh, that is the reader's pick for number one funniest movie of all time. Do you think it is the funniest movie of all time? <laughs> I'm not on my personal list. <laughs> I get the humor. Yeah, no, I get the humor, and I think it had its time and place. I think it needed to exist in the time it did because people were in a different mind frame. I think watching it now is sometimes difficult, even though I understand what Mel Brooks was doing by making fun of the way people were prejudiced. I understand all of that. So I think it's, it's deserved its respect. Um, I don't think it's as funny now <laughs> as, it, as it was at the time. And that stupid bean scene. Everybody loves it. And I, t- I said earlier, I don't like fart jokes. Like it's the least funny part of the entire movie to me for some reason. There's a lot of stuff in that movie though that I think, you know, I hope we get back to a place where we can um, laugh at how stupid people were who thought like that. But at the same time, I don't know, right now it's hard. So, but it's, it's a decent movie. I, I like History of the World Part One, actually. It's, I think it stands up a little better too. I also think, I think uh, Young Frankenstein should have been number one. I, I think um, Blazing Saddles, Young Frankenstein, they could have flipped and I would have been yeah. happy that way. I could understand that because that's one of those ones, everybody mentioned it, you know, Young yeah. Frankenstein. It would definitely be in my top 10. Probably not like high up though, just because of, you know, people have personal associations. So I was too busy watching Overboard as we talked about earlier. <laughs> <All> <laughs> there right, was eyebrow get- Gene Wilder stuff for me. Uh, Timothy Chalamet is going to play a young Willy Wonka. Speaking of Gene Wilder, that. it's a prequel. Oh, weird. Oh, How do I feel about that? I don't think they should touch any more of Willy Wonka. Yeah, I, as much as I love Tim Burton, dude. Frozen wine slushy to have an opinion on that matter yet. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. It's All right. a bottle of wine. <laughs> You feel it's bottle of wine. Talking you're feeling fun. Orange juice. That all the orange juice, baby. I think this is the first. Are you a, do you like the pulp or are you a pulp free kind of person? I'm actually a pulp free, and I just realized that I bought it with pulp and I've been drinking it this entire. Oh, I love. I'm an extra pulp person. What? Really? What? I want to be able to chew my, my orange juice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm from even, California. I, I'm used to chunks of my orange juice. We just make it from our own oranges. I can't eat oranges. It's a texture thing. Like, I can't. I'll suck all the juice out of them, but I won't eat it. I just think it's the weirdest thing. I like the taste. Well, I can't stand pulp. Pulp. Oh, do we freeze? Oh, no. I'm back. Oh my god, I left. Oh, I, I got fucking we were, we were just talking. Like, where did he go? Yeah. 
I, I was, I was like, I'm sorry, I don't need to like orange pulp. Like <laughs> that, that was the that was the last straw, man. I'm fucking that. oh my god. I'm having all sorts of issues tonight. And I'm like the only person here in my house. And <laughs> I turned all the electronics off. And I'm still having issues with the Wi-Fi. And my printer doesn't work. I couldn't print off the outline. Fucking Facebook wouldn't let me post on there. The video was echoing. I mean, it was like a whole comedy of uh, technical issues tonight. But we made it through. We're right there. We're at, the cusp. we're at the cusp of victory here. I don't remember what we were talking about. I was so, you know, talking about pulp in the orange juice, and then I got kicked <laughs> off, and then I completely forgot what the fuck we're talking about. So, orange pulp. Uh, oh, that's what I'm talking that's about. It. Okay. So, to the top 25, uh, 25 is super bad. You guys, you know, how... uh, actually, that would have probably been on my top 10. Yeah, <laughs> I, think, yeah I think it should be higher. Uh, 24 is Tommy Boy, uh, 23 is Blues Brothers. Number 22 is Dr. Strangelove. Uh, number 21, I definitely should think should have been higher. Raising Arizona. Oh, I love that movie. Yeah. Son, you got a panty on your head. <laughs> okay, sorry. Uh, uh, number 20, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. I definitely think that one should have been higher. Yeah. yeah. Um, number, I, number 19 is Office Space. That is like a top five yeah, no, movie for me. Yeah, top, yeah. Yeah. What the fuck are doing these like 80 year old people who are doing us, this? apparently yeah no shit uh number 18 is anchorman which is funny i don't know if it's top 25 funny it's very funny oh it would have been in top 10 for me probably really yeah yeah oh then you're really gonna be surprised that number 17 is stepbrothers which i think anchorman is funnier than stepbrothers oh it's far superior yeah, yeah. Uh, but i did i mean stepbrothers is all right it's, okay. It's, yeah, it's all right, and there's a couple like really funny scenes in it, but it's not like it's not a consistently funny. I don't think it's top twenty. Yeah, and def- I think because Will Ferrell relies too much on that part of the physical comedy that I don't always appreciate myself. You know, he doesn't do it as well as Charlie Chaplin, so I have high expectations. <laughs> Fair. Uh, number sixteen is Forty Year Old Virgin. I love. Yeah, that no, I would put that in top ten, maybe yeah. for me. I'm surprised Knocked Up is not in this list. I I like. That was, I do like I have yeah I like it's hard to remember every comedy movie because oh. like, there's a lot oh my top 10 would be oh I love I love Seth Rogen um the long shot was actually amazing rom-com I loved that fucking movie when he fucking came on himself I was just like <laughs> come on there's so many movies that pop up in my head as you're saying these movies do number 15 is a fish called wanda um yeah. that's okay uh 14 is borat which is okay oh. um something about mary oh we haven't really talked about that one that one's really funny it is funny but it wouldn't be my top anything really i don't know why Fair. yeah i probably wouldn't be my this next movie though is gotta be a top tenner. I can't believe it's number twelve on this list. Is Big Lebowski? That's one of my yeah. favorite. Oh uh, yeah, that's a good one. That's a great fucking movie. Uh, number eleven, The Jerk. Have you guys seen The Jerk? Oh, oh my so god, good. I forgot. See, I was born a poor black child. Yes, that is that would be my top ten. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's round it out, and then you know, like I said, Naked Gun, Dumb and Dumber, which is dumb. Should get out of there life of brian i don't think is top 10 uh then spinal tap caddyshack young frankenstein animal house holy grail and airplane and blazing saddles to round out the 25 
All right. I feel like they forgot about Roxanne and Uncle Buck. And okay. they deserve to be in there. Roxanne with Steve Martin? Yes, I love that movie. Yeah, it was funny. I don't know if it was top 25 funny. Yes, it was for me. Top twenty five, maybe uh, not. Uncle Buck, uh, Uncle Buck is definitely very funny, but they and they completely omitted Christmas movies, and they completely omitted like oh, Ghostbusters. Yeah. Like, there's no oh, Scrooge yeah. in there. There's no uh, National Lampoons. There's no Home Alone. There's no. Uh, Do you want me to write a stern letter? You should. Basically, dear Mister Gremlins is a comedy. Who is Gremlins? That is like yes. a really good oh, comedy. Yeah. Amazing fucking comedy. I think that should have made the list, honestly. Um, Galaxy Quest. Have you guys seen Galaxy Quest? Yeah, that's. I definitely that think that's top twenty-five funny. I love that movie. All right, so we have actually spent between all the technical difficulties, my long-ass video, my internet in, connecting in and out. Uh, we managed to fucking talk like an hour and a half about our comedy. So we're gonna wrap this shit up, uh, especially since I can. I know we're all just anxious to get off because we're pretty fucking stoned at this point. Um. <laughs> This is where we're gonna do our our plugs, and so uh, Nicole, I know you got a ton of shit coming up, so plug everything away. Yes, um, June fourth, I have a, a show fair at the fair, uh, fair weather comedy show at Good Weather Gallery in Edwardsville on the twenty sixth. Um, I have a show at the Conservatory, Laugh Until You Cry, um, in Alton, Illinois. And I'm going to be in Kansas City in June as well, a couple of days. Um, if you love comedy in the St. Louis area, add me on Facebook. I have sick-ass memes. Um, and I have really cute kittens right now. So it's like yes. best of both worlds. Um, but yeah, thanks for having me on. It's always fun here. Yeah, thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it. And uh, yes, your cats are fucking adorable. I. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be almost as sad as your family is when you get rid of them because then we don't get to see all the pictures anymore. We're we're making them little cat going away pies made out of tuna and wet cat food, and we're gonna have a little party for them like their little oh, adoption man. days. I don't we're I don't try, envy. I'm I cuddle with them every night. My my daughter is like, and I'm just like I have to tell you no. You know how hard that is for me. Like I oh, want to keep all of them as well. Yeah, I don't envy the tears and breakdowns that you're facing here once those cats are gone. Because, oh yeah, man. fuck, I'll, I'd cry too if I had like a whole bunch of cats. I'd give them up. I'd be just as bad. Uh, Mel, what are you hawking these days? Just my Mountain Shore full circle on eBay. I'm doing, you know, like I said earlier, the records. Um, you know, James has got a lot of other antiques on the main Mountain Shore eBay page. So please go check those out. You can find the links in our Facebook page. Um, but other than that, you know, I'm keeping a low profile, enjoying the summer. Keeping it on the DL. You get you get school going on. You're almost done with that, so just keeping yeah, keep it low. August, and then I have to apply for a master's program, so I'm really not going to overcommit <laughs> right now. <laughs> That's a Fair lot. That's right. a lot. <laughs> that is a lot. Um, and of course, you know, please go to Amazon or BarnesandNoble.com. Pick up a copy of Caldera. Uh, it's fantastic i think i've been selling it i it feels like it's been out for like six months or at this point i've been trying to sell it but um you know definitely go to uh, amazon uh you can even go to audible um the caldera audiobook and the race to space event horizon 2 the audiobook is now available on audible um 
And uh, coming up, we have, uh, as James said, like I didn't say anything at the beginning, but James said uh, that uh, we're going on our mid-season hiatus. This is our mid-season finale. Um, but I will be doing in two weeks a, a uh, Mile High podcast, Quick Hits with Santori, because uh, Santori and I have uh, started a, a brand new podcast. And it's a, a music-centered podcast uh, where we do deep dive uh uh, research on our favorite albums and so um, our first episode is going to be about Rush's 2112 um, so look forward to that it's gonna be uh, Santorian Hawks album dive and uh, so we're gonna be talking about that in a couple weeks and uh, on that we'll we'll be back uh, we have a, a lot of shit planned for the second half of the season uh, just stay tuned you know make sure you go to Mountain Shore uh, make sure you follow Nicole um, go to uh, everything that you see here on Truckee Pacific, you can find on www.truckeepacific.com. Uh, if you have any questions, concerns, comments, criticisms, uh, go to themilehighpodcast at gmail.com. And if you are dumb enough to throw a couple bucks our way, uh, go to our Venmo page at uh, Truckee Pacific 303. Um, you know, please, you know, we love to do this stuff and we'd love uh, to make it our job. We don't want to actually work anymore. We just want to smoke weed and, and talk about pop culture. So uh, go to our Venmo page, help us out. And uh, that's it. Thank you guys so much for coming in. Uh, you know, hope you guys had a good time and uh, you know, have a good night. This has been a Truckee Pacific production. For sponsorship inquiries and comments, go to the Mile High Podcast at gmail.com.